Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the 21 News Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell. We're coming up on a half a year of dealing with the coronavirus crisis with no clear end in sight. Now, while much of the focus has been on keeping people safe and healthy physically, the pandemic is also taking a toll on everyone's mental health. Will anything ever be normal again? When can we gather safely? When can we have some sense of optimism again? With me from the Cleveland Clinic is clinical psychologist, Dr. Adam Borland. Doctor, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. So, so doctor, I think at the start of all of this, it seemed like there was a little bit of a roller coaster we all went through where it was really scary. There was this sense of foreboding. And then that seemed to give away to a sense of resolve, like we're going to get through this. But but at this point, I think there's a lot of people who are feeling something that is probably a little more like despair. So what advice do you have about a challenge that's so long-term and open-ended as the one that we're in right now? Yeah, I think what I've been seeing in my practice is emotional and physical fatigue in response to COVID um, and the, um, the, the fact that we've had to alter our lives so dramatically. Um, I think Number one, it's really important during these days to try and focus on gratitude, to try and focus on the good things that we have in our lives, because it is so easy to go down that road of negativity. So that's something I really work on with my patients is to try and identify the good things in life. Are there any sort of exercises that, that can sort of help you do that? I mean, I know that sounds like obviously good advice, sure. but when you're already kind of down in the pit, it's, uh, it's a little harder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think number one, it's going to be about maintaining healthy and open communication with loved ones and with friends. I think it's very easy to feel isolated during this time. And if we really prioritize those strong connections in our lives, and as we are communicating with those individuals, making sure that we do recognize the good things recognize the things that we're thankful for. And, you know, these days it might take a microscope to find those things, but it, but they do exist. And I think once we shift that perspective, shift that lens uh, through which we're looking through, um, I think it really can help during these times where, as you said, despair is pretty easy to, to come by. Now, now I guess my next two questions sort of deal with the, I guess, first I want to ask about, there's a lot of people who already deal with things like anxiety and depression. They dealt with them for years prior to this pandemic. So how, how much additional stress does this put on them? And are there any you know, real specific coping mechanisms? I mean, I know you're talking about sort of focusing on, uh, on gratitude. Is that sort of a almost, it, it, you know, it almost reminded me of meditation, the way you said that, where it's, it gets so granular, like, mm-hmm. don't look at the lawn, look at the single blade of grass. Is it mm-hmm. sort of that sort of thing? Well, I think, especially nowadays, again, it is so easy to get overwhelmed by the lawn, right, that we mm-hmm. do have to focus on the single blade of grass, because that that blade of grass is something that perhaps we have control over, right? Whereas in the this world that we're living in right now, it's very easy to feel as though we don't have control over much. Now, how about people who have never experienced anything like that before? who have, you know, they've never, they've never seen a psychologist. They've never really felt anxiety. They, they don't know the difference between being, you know, a little down 
versus eh, maybe a warning sign that we're dealing with serious depression. What what should they be looking for, and when is it time to really seek some help? Yeah, that, that's a question I get off, uh, asked fairly often, and, and there's no you know black or white response to that. Where you know that this is the exact time where you go to speak to a therapist. But I think if you're recognizing that your day to day functioning, um, relationships, work, school um, is really being affected by worry or stress or or low mood. And others might be, you know, commenting, you know, are you okay? You don't seem like yourself or, you know, again, work productivity might be going down. Then I think it's always uh, a good idea to potentially check in with a professional. Um, now, and you just mentioned when uh, when other people start asking you. Sure. So is it, uh, does it become that much more important than to look out for others also, especially when we are so isolated, but we still talk to people. And I mean, even if it's from a distance. Should you be looking for things in your loved ones that uh, that might be a sign that you should be concerned about them versus we're all in this together and it's kind of all the same and it's just uh, just tough? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, like I said before, I, I think the idea of maintaining that strong communication with your loved ones, and yeah, you, you do want to check in with them to see how they're doing emotionally. Um, and hopefully that that relationship will be, you know, vice versa, that they'll check in and see how you're doing, because plenty of my patients are feeling very isolated during this time. And I think knowing that you have that source of unconditional support is really important. What do you see some people running to too quickly um, that are sort of bad habit coping mechanisms yeah. that uh, that you should sort of watch for in yourself if you're starting to slide? I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's things like drugs and alcohol that are uh, that are sort of obvious ones. Um, yeah. Do you see more of that? But also, are there more subtle things like I don't know, eating too much, or I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think you've hit on several of them. Obviously, drugs and alcohol are, are certainly things you always want to keep an eye out for. I think online shopping during the pandemic has gone mm. through the roof. I know a lot of people who have got themselves into a bit of financial um, difficulty because Amazon is just one click away and they're ordering up a storm all day. Um, I know people that have um, their online gambling has increased. Um, and so I, I think you really just have to monitor, you know, do I, is there a, um, a weakness there to begin with? And is there, you know, more of an ample opportunity for me to engage in that? Um, so you just have to be very careful and very mindful. So in as much as there is no real end in sight to this, um, if this goes on for say another year or more, what's, uh, what's your biggest concern? Well, my concern really is that I think we're, we're um, straddling a line between this becoming the new normal and also recognizing that we don't want this to become normal, right? We want us to recognize that these are unprecedented times that we're living through. And because of that, we really need to check in with ourselves to prioritize self-care to check in with our loved ones. We don't want to just go on autopilot because this is how it's been for the past nine months or so. So that's where, again, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of, of mindfulness and really checking in with yourself and, and prioritizing the good things in life because it's so easy to go down that road of focusing on the negative. 
So is it okay to look ahead, though, to think about the day where this is not normal anymore? Or is that sort of setting yourself up for being disappointed because it might be a long time? Well, I think it's human nature for us to look forward. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. Um, but I think we have to be careful about setting expectations. And um, because as we have seen, you know, a big part of the the pandemic and, and the fact that we've had to change our lives has been, you know, disappointment, things that we've been looking forward to that have been taken away from us. Um, so I think, again, it's about straddling a line between um, optimism and also monitoring expectations. So sort of count the smaller things that you know you can, th- th- that are a little more reliable. Like, yeah. I don't know if there will still be a need to wear a mask a year from now, but I do know that there will be a warm, sunshiny day. I know I can count on that, at least some of them. Um, I, you know, I may not be able to count on uh, having to do, you know, everybody, you know, getting together at a big party anytime particularly soon. But I can, you know, look at my daughter and when she smiles, you know, those, those smaller things. Is it sort of that, sort of focusing on the... I spoke with someone recently who was upset because they missed this huge presentation that they'd been planning for for almost a year. And it was supposed to be in a really nice tropical location. And, and it was a real disappointment. And what, I, what we worked on is focusing on, yeah, it, it stinks that you missed that opportunity. However, let's look at the things you've been able to do with your three kids during this time um, that you normally don't right? So it's not mm-hmm. taking away from the fact that you missed this incredible once in a lifetime trip, but it's recognizing that and saying, okay, let me try and balance it with the good things that I was able to do at home with my kids. So it's almost sort of slowing the game down as it were, isn't it? It's, you know, don't let your mind race too much at any given moment. There's something that you can be optimistic about something that you can hold, you know, get, get a warm feeling about, but you might need to sort of let your mind relax to that point. Is it sort of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's things that people have been noticing uh, since COVID hit is that, boy, I was living an extremely hectic lifestyle and this forced me to slow down. And as terrible as this experience has been, I've learned to slow down. And I've learned to enjoy, you know, playing a board game with my family. And that's actually been a pretty good thing. So, Doctor, is there anything that you want to add or an overarching message that you think people definitely need to take away that we haven't touched on yet? No, I, you know, I really think it, uh, it comes down to the narrative that we have in, in, our, in our heads. We know it's very easy to go to kind of the negative. It's very easy, again, to focus on things that aren't going the way we want them to. It takes a lot of effort to focus on optimism and to focus on gratitude. And so that's really the, you know, the underlying uh, message that I want to send today. That's where to put in the work. All right, doctor. Well, thank you very much for your time. It was my pleasure. Nice speaking with you.